Welcome to the Benzo Free Podcast, your home for an honest, straightforward, and personal discussion about anti-anxiety drugs, their effects, and how to deal with dependence and withdrawal. Whether you have taken benzodiazepines, Z drugs, or any other tranquilizers, know someone who has, or you just want help dealing with chronic anxiety and insomnia, this is your podcast. I'm your host, D.E. Foster, author of the book, Benzo Free, The World of Anti-Anxiety Drugs and the Reality of Withdrawal. I'm so glad you joined us today. Please stick around and let me bend your ear for a few minutes. It just might feel a little better on the other side. Hello there, this is Dee, and welcome to episode 92 of the Benzo Free Podcast. Happy Halloween to everyone out there a little bit late. Um, Happy Election Day, happy um, Day of the Dead, happy whatever else you've been celebrating over the last month or so. It's been a bit since I've been on here, and I do apologize for that. Um, A lot of stuff going on. Um, Real quick before I move on too far, I'm recording this one live, so there's going to be some glitches and guffaws. I record these every now and then live because I just like to... Actually, it's a little easier for me to do the post-production when I don't have to edit things out. But also, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's nice to leave in some of the mistakes and be a little more natural and real. I am always looking for ways of reducing the post-production work so that I can spend more time on the actual stories and and questions and information that we discuss here. And so that's where I'm trying to focus my energy. And as you all know, this year has been really limiting as far as the time I've had, um, mostly because of my family situation. And so I know I sound like such a broken record, and I'm so sorry about that. This one, I never thought my life would be so overtaken by something of this magnitude, but it just unfortunately doesn't um, improve. It seems to keep keep happening. And I I just feel for my parents and what they're going through and trying to do the best thing I can. Um, but it's it's part of my life, and I share my life on this podcast, so honestly, sharing it with you is part of that. I Just to catch you up real quick, and I don't want to make this about my parents. I've talked way too much about it. I'm sorry, but one of the reasons why I'm so late in getting out a November 1st podcast, or and I didn't have one in the middle of October, so sorry about that, but... Um, my mom just went on hospice a week ago. Um, she's probably down to her last few days now. And it's really, I had to get out there a couple times just in the last couple of weeks to go do things. I had to run back here and then back there and I'm back here again. And I'm on the road a lot, just going back and forth. And it's been kind of crazy. And of course, recently my dad went into the hospital. Um, unfortunately, they had, um, it's, it, this is hard to talk about, but they, their wing, so my dad's in a memory care wing of a senior center in Kansas City, um, loves it there. He, the people, his friends, just great. He's very social. He loves talking to people and everything. But they had COVID run the wing, uh, meaning everybody there but one person. Um, uh, so one of 18 didn't get COVID. Now, they're all vaccinated, so that helped protect them some. But these are also people with often very diminished immune systems due to their age, due to their condition with Alzheimer's, due to many other medical problems they have. And they lost seven of the 18 people on that wing. And that's just really hard. 
And so my dad is now, um, thankfully, my dad was in the hospital. He had complications from from COVID, and but he's doing better. He's back at the facility. It's kind of quiet there. There's just not as many much activity and stuff. But I'm just thankful that he's recovering. Um, at 90 years old, that's pretty impressive. So I thank God that um, my dad's doing okay and still going, and he's still got that joyous, jubilant heart and everything, and it's pretty amazing. So. So that's going on. Um, it's just crazy times. I never imagined so many things would happen so fast with my family. Oh, so um, so right now I'm doing kind of, I'm trying to get one out a month. So if I can get this one out today for November, then maybe get one out December 1st. And maybe I'll even do a live one there on top of it in between. I just think those might be a little quicker and easier for me to get out. But I'm going to try to get a couple out be, until the end of the year. And then hopefully in January, we can get back to a more regular schedule. But it's not like we're not doing a lot of things. And if those of you got the the newsletter, you saw that I was talking about some of the progress we've been making, and we're making a lot of progress in other areas, and that's also taking a lot of my time. Um, so my format today is we're going to do the introduction, which you just heard. I tried to keep it brief, I guess. And then we'll do a feature, and I'm going to go around, talk about some of the progress we've been making in the Benzo community. And what good's been happening and what organizations are doing and just what's happening. So I think that might be interesting. And I thought it was something. I almost did a mailbag, but then I thought of this idea. And so I'll probably do a mailbag my next episode because I love responding to your questions and everything. But right now I'm just going to jump on this one and kind of kind of carry it and see how we do. Um, I do have a moment of peace, uh, hopefully a kind of unique one from my trip to Kansas City two trips ago, which was only three weeks ago, <laughs> um, that I recorded on a walk there. So hopefully that was something that comes out. I have not listened to it yet, so I'm hoping that it's going to be good. If it's not, I will fall back and do a regular moment of peace there. So either way, we'll have one when we get there. But before we move on, don't forget, I would love to hear from you. Comment on our videos on YouTube, on our podcast posts, on our feedback form at easinganxiety.com slash feedback. And while you're there, please subscribe to our mailing list. That's a good way of knowing what we're doing and what's happening. And, you know, if you have a chance to donate to what the work we do, I, I really appreciate it. Every little bit helps, and I thank you so much for that. Um, and remember, the Benzo Free Podcast is for informational purposes only and should never be considered medical advice. Let's move on to our feature. Oh, I do have, for those who wanted to, were curious about Benzo stories, we're still going to do some of those, and those will be coming back. Some people have submitted some lately. But there's a lot of stuff going on there, and I'll talk about that in a future episode. But in case you're wondering where all these other parts are, you know, the mailbag we do every now and then, we'll dedicate an episode to. But the Benzo stories, um, you know, we'll get back to those too. I'm going to try to share some of those again soon. And also the Benzo Spotlight. Um, actually, this episode is basically kind of a big Benzo Spotlight episode, which is um, spotlighting activities and events and successes within the Benzo community. So so let's just say that this is a big dedicated Benzo Spotlight <laughs> episode, and I hope that works out for everyone. Um, and also I want to say a quick, shout out and thank you to my friends. Um, you all know you are. I'm not going to list names right now because then I always run the risk of not sharing somebody's name and leaving somebody out. But several of you have been um, reached out to me in email and checked in how I'm doing. Several of you I've been working with for you know a year or two now um, through the podcast and other things. And, and I just want to let you know that your ongoing support and and the thoughts um, that you're thinking of me really helps me more than you'll ever know. So 
I just wanted to, to shout out and say thank you to all those people. Welcome to our feature. Uh, I do have this partly scripted, even though I'm recording it live. I scripted some of it because, well, you know, I <laughs> I got to have something to work off of here. I actually recorded this podcast live from my Kansas City trip two trips ago. But then uh, I decided not to turn that one into one. Um, and then I decided to write up a new one. So I wrote up this script, but then I wasn't sure if that was the direction I was going. And I keep getting pulled away on so many other things that I come back to it and I do something new. So today I'm dedicating myself to doing a podcast and getting it out. But we're going to take a trip around the Benzo community. And um, I use the term Benzo community. I don't know if it was, I don't know where it came from. I don't know if I started saying it. I don't know if one of the other organizations started saying it. I don't I don't know, it's just the term that I started using when I started doing the podcast and wrote my book and such, but I think it's a good term because it, it, it is a community of people and so many of us work together on so many different projects and things and um, and we're doing more and more of that and that's what excites me so much. I love the fact that these amazing organizations out there are now working together and there's new organizations that are working with us and that we're we're coming together and actually making concrete progress on this finally and it's pretty it's pretty amazing and and each of these organizations are doing their own amazing progress and i'm just blown away by what they're accomplishing i'm just i'm just a guy with a podcast who you know is going to talk a little bit about what they're doing and hopefully through my media um here i can help promote some of the things that's really kind of what i do is is try to reach out to you all to let you know that hey I'm here. I get it. Um, I've been through it. Try to create a connection, but also to let you know, hey, there's work being done and there's these resources available. So don't be afraid to go look for them, to pull them up, to click on those links. So everything I talk about, excuse me, <coughs> ah, I guess I could have hit cough button, but um, anyway, I'll hopefully leave that in because I'm trying to keep this live. But everything that I list here, I will try to put a link, um, the organization links will be in the notes, the show notes of the podcast. So please just look there for those. And and also I'm going to leave a lot of websites, organizations, discussion groups off this list only because I'm, I only have so much time and I haven't done a lot of research on it. So, but please let me know because I'd love to do this again and maybe do it with some new groups and talk about other discussion groups, organizations or other organizations, you know, other, um, individuals out there who are helping benzo patients. I'd love to talk about that too. So I think that'd be cool. So if you know of one, an organization or a group or somebody trying to help, let me know. Um, submit it to our feedback at easinganxiety.com slash feedback. I'd love to hear from you. You know, before we get too far, we got to know the terminology in all this. And there, there's terminology involved in the benzo community. So hang on one second. I'm taking a drink of water. Ah, thank you. Sorry, getting a little dry mouth there. But there are um, many organizations that we work with, and some of these have names, and also um, just different terminology that's used within the benzo community. We, it's confusing, and I, I want to give you a sample of this. Like on the organization side, well, there's my group. You all know Easing Anxiety, which is EA or Benzo Free, which is our podcast, and we have that website too. Of course, Benzo Free is part of Easing Anxiety now. I still don't know what I'm doing there, but I'm trying to figure out and trying to update that stuff. 
Um, there's BOG, which I talk about now. I haven't said the acronym on here much, but that's B-A-W-G, and it stands for Benzodiazepine Action Workgroup. This is the group that I co-chair along with Dr. Alexis Ritvo, and it is part of the Colorado Consortium for Prescription Drug Abuse Prevention, and we are the ones that did that presentation. Um, everybody that was on that presentation we did on October 28th was a member of BAWG. We have members from BIC. We have members from the Alliance. We have members from the Schreiber Research Group. We have members from um, the consortium. We have members from local and other different organizations, support organizations within Colorado and outside of Colorado, and just all kinds of great, amazing people that are working hard together. So that's so. if I say BOG, B-A-W-G, um, instead of Benzodiazepine Action Work Group, that's what it is. So the acronyms are important. Many of you know BIC. BIC has a nice, simple acronym, and that's great. Of course, that's Benzodiazepine Information Coalition, and that's a great acronym, so that one's easy to know. As for the Alliance for Benzodiazepine Best Practices, another organization we work closely with, um, don't really have, I think, a catchy acronym, so I just call them the Alliance. I don't know if that's what most people do, but I think everybody kind of seems to know them as the Alliance, so I just stick with that. Many of you have BB, you know, that's Benzo Buddies. They're out there still the longest running forum for benzodiazepine support on the web. And they've done amazing work over the years. And still, it's a resource that so many people go to. So that's out there. Um, there's the Withdrawal Project, TWP, um, which also has done a lot of great work. And just the list goes on and on. So as we educate ourselves on benzos and the benzo community, we start to learn some of these. Um, but those are kind of simple. We know those acronyms and those are ones we can probably keep track of. But it's kind of funny that we have all this complicated infrastructures now that are supporting this. And we still don't really know what we call it. I mean, what do we call this thing that we went through? And in this terminology introduction, I thought I'd hit on that a little bit because this is a, something that's been in discussion in a lot of groups lately um, that I'm involved with. And the terminology we use for this withdrawal or whatever we call it needs to be recognized by both the medical community. And that's why sometimes we have these more long dated Latin-esque, you know, kind of terms, but also by patients. It's great if it's a term that we can, that both of those groups can understand, but that's also is accurate for the condition. In the past, we've called it benzo withdrawal or benzodiazepine withdrawal or benzo withdrawal syndrome or protracted withdrawal, protracted benzo withdrawal, or protracted withdrawal syndrome, or benzo brain injury, or benzodiazepine induced brain injury, or I'm trying to think off the top of my head, benzodiazepine induced, oh, benzodiazepine injury syndrome, or, or benzodiazepine induced neurotoxicity, or just neurotoxicity, or there's just the names. You go to different places and you're going to find different names. Probably benzo withdrawal is one of the most common ones. And I've used that in most of my literature, but there's a lot of different names out there for it. But it would be kind of a good thing, I think, if we wound up agreeing on an overall term. Dr. Stephen Wright, who, of course, was the co-founder of the Benzodiazepine Action Work Group, along with Alexis Ritvo and, and many other members who helped that form that organization, um, who just recently retired, brought up um, some this naming thing to several of us. And also, we've been talking a lot on one of the research teams that I'm involved with. And several different terms have been passed around. One has kind of been sticking around, and I'm just mentioning it here. It's not one that has been accepted formally by anybody, but it came out of New Zealand in some documentation, and it's also been used in some other online documentation. But that is benzodiazepine-induced neurologic dysfunction, 
We've also seen benzodiazepine induced neurologic disorder. But dysfunction, according to most of the physicians I've been working with, seem to be more appropriate of a term um, for the actual condition. What, what's nice about that is it has a nice acronym, BIND, B-I-N-D, benzodiazepine-induced neurologic dysfunction. And it's one that we're kind of throwing around there. Now, there are other terms, too, that other people are considering. And um, there's a process for this in the medical community that I am slowly learning about. But I just kind of wanted to inform you all that there's a lot of names out there, and we're looking at some new names, and we're trying to. But I might start using BIND a little more here. Um, just because that seems to be one that's gaining some traction. But I'll also probably still use benzo withdrawal syndrome because I use it all the time and I'm, I'm familiar with it in my book. That's what I used in my book all the time and other things. So, you know, I, I got to stop here for a second and just say regarding benzo withdrawal, something that I want to mention that my wife's noticed and I've noticed and is, is a real positive thing. I think that's what, and I, I may have mentioned this before. Again, if I if I have, I apologize. But what what this year was for us, and the overwhelming um, things that happened um, in, in many different aspects, is something I could not have handled five years ago, maybe even a few years ago. And, and, and while on the benzos, I probably not during my taper, definitely not. During acute withdrawal, absolutely not. For those first few years of acute withdrawal, I couldn't have dealt with this. Um, I don't know what would have happened. I don't know who would have taken over all that. I don't know who would have taken over all the finances and, you know, made a thousand or not thousand, but you know, fifty calls to the VA trying to get into you know, that and Medicaid and and all these things and and trips back. I I could not have done this, but I'm doing it now. And I'm going to keep doing it because my parents deserve that. I need to do the best I can for them. This is my life now. This will be my, next time I go back will probably be my 13th trip. Yeah, it'll be my 13th trip to Kansas City since um, February. And this is who I am now. But it is amazing I've gotten through it. It's amazing that I've been able to keep moving. It's amazing that... I'm still functioning. And yes, I've had waves of symptoms. And some of you have noticed me talking about that. And yes, I have symptoms kicking up. And I've had some acesia come back and formication and, and paresthesia and all that, all that kind of fun stuff. And I've had my stomach kicking up. And I've had some other old symptoms come back. But Because why wouldn't it? I mean, it's some serious extreme stress I've been under lately. So yes, that stuff was going to come back. But you got to look at the positive side. I am still functioning. I am still doing this. And it's because I have healed that much from the benzo withdrawal. I would not have been able to do this five years ago, seven years ago when I first came off the drugs. And I, I want to share that with you because so many we get lost and we still, still, I still hear from so many of you who have the hopelessness that we're not going to recover. And we do. We do heal. It is a long very difficult process for many of us, but we do heal and we get better. And I now can handle some extreme stress in my life that I couldn't have a while ago. And sometimes it takes that perspective to realize, hey, I've made progress. And I just wanted to put that out because I think that's something that might help some people feel a little better about things.
and maybe it doesn't, but but we do get better. We start to handle more and more, and we we get back into regular life. So yeah, I'm functioning pretty good considering what this year has brought. So I'm not saying that all to make you all think that I'm doing great because I'm not. I still have a lot of, <laughs> I still go in the corner and cry sometimes <laughs> and have to get through it. And I've been doing that a lot lately. As you noticed just a little bit ago, I had to pause for a second and kind of pull myself together. But I just want you all to know that that's just normal life and that's a normal reaction to life, okay? And that I'm now having more normal reactions to life, not extreme reactions to life. And that's great and that's progress and that's healing. So I just wanted to put that out there. Back to the subject we were talking about. See, that's the fun part about live things is I can just fly off at a tangent and do whatever I want to. <laughs> Oh my God, it's good talking to you all again. I missed you. I've missed you. I'm so sorry that it took me a while to get back on here and talk to you all again, but um, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. So let's go on to the Benzo Action Workgroup, Bog. We just talked about it. For those of you who saw the presentation on October 28th, we um, did a presentation on the Colorado Consortium for Prescription Drug Abuse Prevention's annual meeting. And there was a breakout session for benzos. I spoke, um, Dr. Alexis Riffo spoke, Nicole Lamberson from Bic spoke, and John State, an advocate and on, on, on a harmed individual, also spoke. And some great speakers. I think it went, we had some technical glitches, but it went really well. We worked around them, and I'm really happy that that got out there. That video is on our, our, on our YouTube page. You go to youtube.com slash benzofree. I have two YouTube pages, Hidden um, Easing Anxiety and Benzo Free. It's on the Benzo Free page because that's more benzo-related content. So go check that out if you'd like to. And it's been posted up there. I think some other groups like BIC and some other groups have also reposted it. So hopefully it's getting out there to some people. And it was great information. I thought... Um, Alexis Ritfo did a wonderful job and, and Nicole Lamberson, both, you know, are medical professionals and they both did a great job of talking and blending, you know, in the medical perspective. John State, he's in the middle of it right now with multiple drugs and benzos and everything and he can really speak and I thought his his story is so powerful to hear. Um, I work with him on a lot of different things. John's an amazing guy, so but he's still in the middle of it, still trying to figure out a taper off and it's great having that perspective. So, but this also gets out to a lot of medical professionals, not just to patients and people who are harmed. And that's what's so great about it is we're, we keep getting that message out, especially to the doctors and saying, hey, this is real. This is serious. This lasts a long time and we need help. And we're going to keep pushing that every chance we get. So I want to thank you, thank them for that presentation. And so go check it out if you want to. We're going to do more presentations through the benzodiazepine action work group coming up early. We're planning on doing one in the spring sometime. And I'm really excited for that. So I think we have a lot going on. I tell you, this is, there's a lot of excitement going on with this group. And the fact that we have, like I mentioned before, members from BIC and members from the Alliance and members from TSRG and members from other organizations who are all actively involved in this organization is amazing. And um, and this, this BOG group has kind of become kind of a gathering of all these other powerful organizations within, I mean, um, not powerful, that's probably not the right word, um, active organizations and who have made so much, such a difference. Anyway, it's a great place for us all to work together and come together and, 
and do things. And that's the way I kind of see it and been kind of trying, we've been trying to kind of steer it that way as this is a place for us to work together and make a difference. And then each of these groups are also doing their own progress. And that's what we're talking about here. It's just, I don't know, you can tell maybe because with all the other stuff going on in my personal life, um, this keeps me going and I'm excited about the potential we have. Um, you know, I've been at this a long time. I'm seven years off Benzos. I've been doing the podcast for three years now. Uh, my book came out four years ago. You know, it's like, it's just almost four years ago. And it's just been um, actually three years ago. I don't want to exaggerate that. 2018. So 2019. Yeah. So three years ago. <laughs> but I've never seen this kind of progress happening in so many places and in such a good direction. And I, I'm I'm excited about it. Um other projects we have at the Benzodiazepine Action Work Group, um, we have some online documentation now on our website. So if you go to corxconsortium.org, that's the Colorado Consortium's website, and click on Work Groups and go down to the Benzo Work Group, you will see on that page some documentation on there. We have prescriber documentation, de-prescribing documentation, and peer support documentation. We've been working on these documents for um, for several months and got them listed up there. We're going to clean them up even more. And hopefully they can start to get more approval out there by different organizations and become more of a standard, um, some standard guidance for the medical community and for other people who are doing support. So that's cool. One thing I've hinted at, but I haven't really talked in detail, and I'm not going to talk too much detail now, but we're getting some funds. We're hopeful. We've been approved on funding. We're still waiting on the financial clearance, so it's not guaranteed. And I'm not trying to jump the gun here or not. But these are funds from ARPA, which was part of the um, part of the um, the funds from the government that came for help with COVID and everything else. But and that is to develop a peer support training curriculum for benzodiazepines. And we're working with other peer coaching groups that are working with substance abuse and we're tacking onto theirs. And, and because benzos are so different, trust me, we're not forgetting that benzos are not, this is not the same as addiction, but we're using what they've done and then figuring out the differences so that these people, and we're going to create a, um, a class and, you know, some training so that people who go through actual addiction training We'll also have this other class offered on benzodiazepines. And so hopefully those people will also be educated that, by the way, benzos are different. And here's what you need to know about them. Plus, any of you or anybody else out there who wants to get trained and get certified as a peer recovery coach or a peer coach or whatever we're going to call it in the end, can be trained on benzodiazepines and can become certified peer coaches. And we're working with state regulation and straight organizations to make sure that these are actual certified individuals. So, I mean, this is exciting and this is the first of its kind in this, in this country. And so, you know, we're moving forward on that. Hopefully in the next couple of years, we will have this up and running or actually next year, um, we'll start to get this up and running and start to run some classes. So we're working with some amazing organizations and teaming up with them on that. And I'm just really excited about that. So we're also doing some great prescriber education. Dr. Alexis Ridfo who's my fellow co-chair at Benzodiazepine Action Work Group, is actually spearheading this whole group and has already been speaking to so many medical professionals. But we are trying to create, for, we're trying to create more formal um, prescriber education programs, not just even for Colorado, but ones that will expand throughout the country and even without the world eventually. But she's already doing so much speaking, and it's just amazing what we're starting to do there. So that's getting the word out to the doctors, and it's exciting stuff. 
We've also working up, I'm finishing up the documentation for a speakers bureau, which is a benzodiazepine work, um, action work group speakers bureau, meaning a list of speakers who are able to speak on different things. It includes both medical professionals and individuals who are harmed. Um, and so including some of the, all the people who spoke at the um, presentation, um, those are the kinds of people that will be on there. And that can be our list. And those are people that can come to us and find out people who can speak on this and have the experience and know what they're doing. And so we can actually, again, try to get the word out. And we're also still working towards, this is kind of the golden, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm, you can tell I'm excited by the work we're doing. So I, I apologize if I'm speaking a little bit too quickly or kind of getting worked up, but I'm not going to apologize for this because this is exciting stuff. But um, we're also, this is one of our primary goals when we formed the Benzodiazepine Action Work Group um, a year or two ago, and that is moving forward to our benzo clinic. We want to create a benzo pilot clinic here in the state of Colorado that can be the pilot for other such clinics throughout the country, throughout the world. And we are working towards it. These are all steps towards that. We have about a five-year plan on trying to get that set up. But we're making progress, and we keep that in mind, and we keep seeking funding, and we keep trying to move forward on developing this clinic. So eventually, Colorado should have a benzo specific clinic just for benzodiazepine recovery. And we'll have probably outpatient programs, maybe inpatient, who knows, um, but we'll be sponsored by medical organizations. We're going to have the backing. We're going to have the funding. It's going to be amazing. We just, right now it's still this, you know, big dream out there, but we are working towards it. We are making progress and it's exciting. So to have a place where people like you can go or can contact or can get information that's what we're trying to set up, and uh, it's exciting. So that's all stuff going on with um, with the Benzodiazepine Action Work Group, and there's a lot of other things we've been working on, but I just wanted to share those with you. I've kind of held back. I, I hate to be jumping the gun and saying things too quickly, but now most of these, all of these are public, so I'm not sharing anything that I'm not supposed to, and I wanted to share with you that. And, and I'm sharing all this information and doing this, this podcast, so I think we needed something positive. You know, I know I do this here and it's with COVID still going on and the holidays coming up, you know, I wanted this episode to try to be more positive. And I thought, you know, sharing progress that we're making in the community is a way to be more positive about what we're doing. I hope, I'm hoping this episode helps to lift your spirits a bit. It does mind just talking about it. As you could tell, I start to get animated and I, I can start to get excited about progress we're making, so... Well, you know, let's let's move on and let's move around to some of the other organizations here. Let's jump over to the Alliance for Benzodiazepine Best Practices. The Alliance can be found at benzoreform.org. So they have a lot of stuff going on here. And this is an amazing organization. I just got to say that um, founded by um, Bernie Silvernail and um, Stephen Wright, along with many others, and I just got to say really quickly, because we haven't said this on the podcast yet, but a huge thank you to Dr. Stephen Wright. Um, for those of you who've listened to the podcast for a while, you know about Stephen Wright. Um, he was an he's an addiction medic medical specialist, so addiction physician um, here in Colorado, a good friend of mine. I've been working with him for years now. Amazing guy, but he just retired, and that's why I'm saying this this way. Not that we've lost him. It's just he just retired, um, effective last month. 
And so he's pulling back and trying to retire and, and get out of the limelight. But he did so much of, he was one of the ones that helped to get the Benzodites in Action Work Group started up. He um, helped found, of course, the Alliance for Benzodites with Best Practices along with Bernie and others. He is, he is an addiction medical specialist. And one of the things I always mention when I talk about Stephen Wright is that he would, in his presentations, and he spoke all over the world about opioids and benzos, and he knew the difference. And he would make sure people knew the difference between addiction and uh, dependence. But he would get up and one of his opening lines when he spoke about benzodiazepines was, I'm a reformed prescriber. And it made it so real. Here's a doctor who prescribed these drugs, but later found out the damages they were doing. And that made his story so real and made his activism so real. And he was just an amazing guy. And I, I, I love him to death. And he's, he's out relaxing now with his family, which is exactly what he should be doing <laughs> and hopefully traveling and hopefully having a great time because he's done so much. And I just wanted to shout out real quick to, to Steve. We've had him on this podcast um, earlier on. I um, mean, go back to some of the older versions, older episodes, and you'll see, I think it's some um, conversations with the doctor is the title of that two part one with Steve. Um, but he's been in several other things. You'll see him on different video clips from different organizations, but just a great guy and wanted to shout out. Anyway, back to the Alliance. The Alliance has done so much. They've, they're working on reform in initiatives. Um, they co-authored co the book that came out, um, The Benzodiazepine um, Crisis. Uh, they sponsor scientific articles. Um, I know this because I'm actually an author on one of the articles that they are currently sponsoring. So I have direct relations. I'm actually... I actually have three, I'm on my, working on my third paper now, research paper. I never thought I'd be involved in doing research papers on benzodiazepines, but I am. Um, they do other research projects. They educate prescribers, um, work on regulatory reform. They work directly with the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration here in the U.S., um, and actually influence the decisions that are being made. I mean, this is high-level stuff, and this is work that's being done. Them, them along with BIC actually is what helped led to the FDA making some changes and releasing a new warning. This is progress that we're making. I mean, this is, this is concrete progress. And so I'm just trying to keep mentioning this to people that this is, this is important. So, you know, if you got a second, check out their website at benzoreform.org. Learn what they're doing because there's so much going on. They have a whole section for patients. They have a whole section for prescribers. They have several different resources um, on the different medications. And it, it's a great site. So please check it out. And I just want to say thank you to um, Doreen, Richard, um, Lori, Cathol. You know, these are people who I've worked with in different things, and especially to Bernie, who's, you know, the passion behind that whole thing and keeps it running. So uh, thank you, guys. So let's... Let's jump over now. I'm going to type in another URL, which is benzoinfo.com. Yes, I know all these. Oh, I just typed in begno info. That's probably a site. No. Oh, it brought up bingo. Okay. Well, I didn't mean bingo. Let's do this again. Benzoinfo.com. This is Bix website. There we go. Now we're in. You can tell I'm doing this live because I'm just typing this in my computer as we're doing it. But... BIC, the other group. Um, I have I have no favorites here, the Alliance, Benzodite, and BIC, but these two are my favorites. They're amazing organizations. In my opinion, few other organizations outside of like maybe Benzo Buddies have done more for um, you know, I'd say 
Ashton Manual, Benzo Buddies, Bic, and Alliance. Yeah, those are probably way up there as far as the ones that I've done so much. Um, but as far as going forward and still working, I'm a huge fan of Bic and I'm a huge fan of the Alliance um, above all others because they're, they're doing good work. Each one of them has medical staff on their boards and on their advisory boards. So they're a blend of harmed individuals and medical professionals. And that gives them legitimacy. Um, it also it also makes them more... Um, Oh, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? I'm going to lose it, aren't I? Yeah, I'm going to lose the term. But it it opens doors. There, there we go. It opens doors to the medical community, opens doors to other areas. People listen to them because of their background, because of the people that are involved in these organizations. So um, this one was founded by JC. And um, in fact, let's look over here real quick. Um, um, who are we? Yeah, I'm going to go right there. But um, JC Curl, um, I've worked with her on several things. Great. She's, she founded it along with, um, you know, that Dr. Christy Huff, uh, along with Stephen LaCourt. And um, that's an amazing organization. Some, some wonderful people behind this. And, you know, if you haven't been to benzoinfo.com, please check them out. They also have a great newsletter. There's always things going on, always a new, new stuff happening. On their website, they have basic information on benzos. They talk about um, their impact and what they're doing. They have their blog, and their blog has all the latest information and a lot of articles from like Christy and other people who have been, you know, harmed or have been working with people who have been harmed and just constant information. They do, um, they have a, a Facebook page, they do a lot of media. Just go check them out. I could talk on and on about what they're doing, and they've done a lot of stuff lately and a lot of work. And, um, and they were behind the survey that I've been working on as a research paper. I'm the statistician working on that one. So, I mean, a lot of this great stuff came from these organizations. And I just don't think we out there know. I don't know all the stuff going on. I'm just reporting on a little bit of it here. But there's so much that's been happening, so much positive things happening out there to help make a difference. And I just like to mention that. And, um, you know, one of the people I did mention there was Sonia Stiblo. Um, she's actually an advisor to BIC, but just yesterday they had the Massachusetts bill. I have not heard how that goes. Fingers crossed that went well. I have a few friends I know were testifying. I was in the car driving back from Kansas city. So I wasn't able to, to do that, but, um, and also I'm out of state and I think it's more effective when the people in state sometimes are at the, uh, on the bill hearings. But, Hopefully this went well. They've been at this for a long time. Sonia has been a champion. She just keeps at it. She keeps trying to make a difference in Massachusetts. And, um, you know, I got to mention Benzo Buddies. If you've never been to Benzo Buddies, it's still a great site. I, it's, it's a forum. It's open. The reason I don't promote them as much as BIC and the Alliance is only because it is just an open forum, meaning some of the information there I think is helpful, but some of it may not be. And so, on open forums, while they are amazing resources, you also need to have some caution about where you get your advice from. Yes, a lot of those people on there are also people who have dealt with benzo withdrawal and have been through it. But you also got to be careful because people have their own opinions of what helped them and it may not help you. They may also have their own advocacy or activism or something in a certain direction and they want to take it there. So all I'm saying is when you deal with too much of that information, you got to be careful. So check out Benzo Buddies if you like to. Great forum, great resource for people who want to connect. But at the same time, just be careful when you go on those sites. Um, but another resource, there's so many other discussion groups and websites out there. And, um, uh, you know, please let me know if you like them. I've, I've been on some of them before, before I even 
finished my book and everything, I was on a few discussion groups on Facebook and some other places, and they were they were huge in helping me. And some of them are wonderful and well well run, and um, and I'm I'm just grateful for them. So I just wanted to let you know. Also, I wanted to mention there's also some coaches out there who are just um, incredible. Um, you Google out there for like Benzo. If you type in Benzos and then these names, you'll find their sites real quickly. Um, I should probably pull them up just so that I can tell you the URL, but I will put the URL in our notes. But Jennifer Lee and Belissa Frederick are amazing. Um, I've had many people come to me and I've kind of referred them to them. They were looking for a direct coach or somebody to help with or somebody that they could attend their sessions with or whatever. I don't know where they're at right now in the progress. Hopefully they're both still doing what they've done, but I just wanted to say that they're, they're amazing. So um, if you go out there, go to our notes, I'll make sure I put them in our show notes, links to their sites. Um, I have links to their sites, I think still on our site on easing anxiety. And maybe that's the best place to go is go to our resources section and you will find them both on there. They have both been on the podcast in the past and God, I got to have them back because they have been amazing. And I can tell you, 99% of the time, the feedback I get of people who have worked with them has been positive. So great resources if you're looking for support. I just wanted to say that. And I think there's some other people out there who are also doing some coaching and that kind of thing. And um, I'm not dismissing them. I just don't know about all of them. I have worked with Belissa. I've worked with Jennifer um, through the podcast and other things. And um, I can speak about that. So I'm going to have to wrap this up, but there's so much great info out there and so much progress being done. And I just, I was hoping today's podcast would kind of um, maybe cheer us all up a little bit. I know I can use it. I know some of you might be able to use it. Um, and, you know, I make a little bit, make for a little more cheer this holiday season, because that would be good. I think that could be useful to all of us, this virus going on, whatever your views on it, I am, you know, me, I'm the middleman guy. I, I don't choose sides on most things. So I just, I just want everybody to like me. So I, I don't get, yeah, I have hot buttons. Absolutely. And I get upset about things and politics and stuff. But on this show, I am Switzerland. Okay. I am not going to go there. Um, but it's just one of those things where regardless of your views on it, it's carrying on a long time and it's wearing us down. And this has been hard. And so many of us don't even consciously know the stress that it's put us under. And I just want you to know that during the holidays here, I think my message is this. Give yourself a break. This has been a hard year. It's been a hard few years for everybody. If you're dealing with benzo withdrawal at the same time, it's even harder. So back off a bit. Enjoy the season. Whatever your belief system is with Christmas and stuff, I don't care. Find something in there that you believe and can attach to. That's great. I'm a huge Christmas fan, mostly just the season. I love the music. I love the lights. I love the spirit of the season. So find something in the holiday season which you can connect to that can Help lift your spirits and help you feel a little bit better during the holidays. Spend time with family and friends. You know, find people you can spend time with or connect to. This is a good time to do that. So anyway, um, I will hopefully have another one out here in December. I'm going to try to get one out on the first. So, and maybe I'll even pop out a live one here on YouTube at some point. We'll do a little mailbag or something. I don't know what we'll do, but I do want to get a little more frequent 
podcasts out there. I just want to find a way to do it without taking three days or whatever it is every time I do one because I just haven't had three days to do it. So, But that's going to close us out. Um, please know that my wishes are with you. My love is with you. And I am here with you. Um, regardless of what else has been going on and what has been taking up my time, I'm not gone anywhere. I'm still here. And that closes out our podcast. I hope it was informative. I thank you for listening. God, I am I really appreciate all your support from everybody. But before we move on to our moment of peace, please allow me just 25 seconds for our disclaimer. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered medical advice in any way. The host of this podcast is not a medical professional, nor is he engaged in rendering medical health or psychological advice nor any other kind of personal professional services. The views and opinions expressed by our listeners and interview guests on this podcast, whether read from textual submissions or presented in their own voice, do not necessarily reflect those of the Benzofree podcast or of its host. Withdrawal tapering or any other change in dosage of benzodiazepines, non-benzodiazepines, or any other prescription drugs should only be done under the direct supervision of a licensed physician. Our full disclaimer can be viewed on our website at benzofree.org slash disclaimer. And today for our moment of peace, we're going to have something that I recorded while I was in Kansas City uh, two and a half weeks ago or so. Let's just take a little journey down a wooded trail in the autumn leaves and listen in for a bit for our moment of peace today. Thanks. And that brings us to our nature trail moment of peace. This one's a little bit different because I'm recording it on the trail. No editing. We'll just take it as it comes with all the ambient sounds that life brings to us. Please remember to only do this meditation if you are in a safe place where you can close your eyes, relax, and let the world pass by you without you for a minute. It will be there when you get back, I promise. Let's get started. Close your eyes. And take a deep breath in. Hold it for a second. And let it out slowly. Let's do that again. Breathe in deeply. Hold it for a second and let it out slowly along with all the stress of the day. One more time. Take a deep breath in. Hold it for a second and let it out slowly relaxing your entire body. Now just listen to the sounds that surround you as we take a walk on a wooded trail through the beauty of nature. Let's do this for one minute.
Our next scheduled episode is episode 93. Thank you again for joining me today, and please let me know how we did. Keep calm, taper slowly, and take care of yourself. I'll see you next time.